Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding My Fit at 40. I'm in a good mood today, and like I'm excited, mainly because I get to see Mike again, and Flatter. that's always exciting, because Mike is with me again this fine, fine Monday morning. I am. Wouldn't miss it. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. And that's actually not true, because you have missed it. In the I past. have missed it. I was hoping yeah. you wouldn't really pick yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Good. Right. So, it's another Monday, so that means another way in for me. We're going to jump right into giving the update today because I'm a little excited. Mike. As you should be. As you should be. Late on the world. week, I weighed in at 225 and didn't get, lose or gain anything from the previous week. And was a little bummed, but not overly worried about it because I had felt like I had a decent week right. and whatnot. Well, things have changed. So drastically. I lost two pounds this week. Yeah, and I'm you down did. to 223, which means I had a grand total of 23 pounds lost so far on the scale. That feels good when you see that number. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Looks good, too. Yeah, it, that, yeah, we, it does. Yeah, we were comparing, comparing photos. photos this morning. I, I So part of this process is taking weekly pictures of myself without a shirt on and... As you guys have seen on some of our social media and stuff, I put I posted the photos of myself when I started. I haven't posted any updates since for kind of a couple of reasons. One is I didn't feel like there was a big difference. Right, right. So I didn't want to keep posting photos and people would be like, he doesn't look any different at all. It's funny. As data-driven as you are, that feeling like there was no difference was purely with your eyeballs, not looking at the data we have. Well, the data, like, yeah, I, I mean, the seeing the numbers drop on the weight is well, a I'm, I'm talking deal, more about the, the photos as data. Oh, point. I got what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, but the photos, it, it, I don't know. They didn't feel like they were, like there was a significant change. Right. So I like have put the photos in and I, I'm even missed a week or two, but I was not as focused on the photos. I was like, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. There's not really a whole lot of change. Today I did it, put the photos in and I compared it to the first week and holy crap, <laughs> there was a significant visual significant. difference. And I showed Mike when he got here, and I was like, look at this. And he's like, yeah, it's great. I couldn't believe the difference. I think the comparison and why I wasn't really into it is because if you compare photos week to week, you really don't see a difference no. from the previous mm -mm. week. It The only variance comes from like multiple weeks difference on Correct. photos. Which, which again is why I program them in every week. Every so, week, you know, yeah. the first few weeks, the first, you know, four to even eight weeks, you're probably not going to see big, big differences, but you'll see little things where you're going like, oh, okay, that's, that's impactful. And whether it feels like it's highly motivating at that point, it, it might not be highly motivating, but all that motivation continues to, to add up. So then when you do see a big, big change, it's, that's a big impact. That's a big impact from your effort and, and all this time that you've put into it. It makes it feel more real, like you're, you're really adding that value. It added value. Yeah. I'm adding value Addition to my Addition by subtraction. Life. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so down to 223, excited about that. But what I'm not excited about is I still haven't gotten back to the gym. We right. talked about it last week right. is I didn't get to the gym because I had injured myself. Well, mm -hmm. I still am dealing with this injury and I've been really just struggling to get through this. Um, and it's, we talk about all the time about how it's really mental. I, and mentally I, draining. All of it's yeah. mental. That the, all of the, the oh, whole that, process is very saying. mental. Yep. Yep. The whole process from the beginning of losing weight and all of this is it's a, it comes down to your brain mentality here. Well, I have not been able to get my brain back in gear to get myself motivated to, again, I'm trying to stay away from that word. Ever since we talked about that word motivation, how motivation is slightly fleeting. It is. It yeah. is. It comes in, it comes in bursts. Yeah. So I, I don't want to even think about it necessarily in that way. Again, the mental side of things. Right. Is so not that I couldn't get myself motivated. I couldn't get myself to get back on my on, on track with the, the applied discipline doing. at that yeah point. but it's it's multifaceted and we'll, we'll cover that here shortly keep going so but i was struggling to get myself back into that because i was so worried i've been so worried that my foot just isn't going to hold up for the things i need it for other than the gym and it slides back into what we've talked about in the past of 
how being in the gym actually sets you up better for all that other right. stuff. But it's really hard to motivate yourself. Ah, I keep using that with the word. <laughs> it's really hard to get yourself to do the gym part of it, even knowing that it's better for all the other things because you're so worried about the other things. Right. And those other things in my life are work. I stand playing music for multiple hours at a time. And at this point, my foot is bugging me so bad that by the time I'm done, I'm limping really good. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I've thought numerous times about it that I was like, if I would have actually went to the gym this morning, which is, I was my plan originally, but then other stuff came up, but I could have still made it work. Had I made that gym work, You'd and feel then worse tried by to, the end of that. my foot would have been brutal tonight, and I don't even know if I'd be able to walk at this point. So worried about <laughs> things like that leads me to go, well, obviously I still have to work. So the thing I cut out is the gym. Right. And and I think the better way to look at that is, and there's going to be plenty of people that might argue this point, depends on how much you love the gym. But gym is not life. You know, gym supports life, if that makes sense. So your, your life and, and your responsibilities and the things you have to go do, there's a difference between tossing the gym to the side and just letting life sweep you up or making an educated decision based off of, well, this this might make me feel worse right now. It's a problem I need to solve, but for the moment, I need to do the things that I have to do in life. But Here. it's also psychologically frustrating, and I've been doing so well. I've lost all this weight. I still lose. I've lost weight, yep. and I think part of the reason, though, that I've lost weight is even though my foot has been acting up, and I'm worried about the weight on it when I right. from lifting and squatting and stuff, add the extra weight. I've been getting a lot more steps in because right. I've been working a lot. So my step count is up like on an average of a couple thousand yeah, a day. Which which is a change of pace from most of your, your training programs so far. Yeah. Steps are something that we've struggled with a little bit to get you to doing. So if yeah, the like activity is taken out of the equation. <laughs> <laughs> so if the activity is taken out of the equation from the gym, but you've upped it via movement, you're you're still somewhat balancing that out for the most part. So that was part of it. So as I think I've touched before that I've been coaching soccer for my daughter and that has really helped increase steps and just feeling better. I'm able to run around a little bit with them. It's been fun. They're, they, they love this game. They love when I play keep away. They're, they're all five (laughs) years old. So I just keep the ball and like dribble around and they try to get it from me and they think it's the greatest thing ever that they're trying (laughs) that they're, and they all work together. So it's kind of cool, like when you become the common enemy and you see like them work together. Right. Like, you go that way, you go this way. I'll get them here, blah, blah, blah. and they're like working together as a team. Yeah. To kind of like take you down. It's actually it, it's pretty cute. Yeah. And, it's and at the same time, you feel like a superhero in that scenario. Too, oh, I so. feel like I'm like Pele <laughs> dribbling around there. For those of you guys that don't know, he's like a really really good soccer player. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like a ridiculously talented soccer player when I'm doing those things, even though it literally has been maybe two decades since I yeah. played competitively. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to, to mess around with those guys. But that has also helped keep Good. my steps up. Good. So I've been able to walk around doing that more. I find myself, even when I have my kids, we're going to the grocery store where I'm like, always want to be as close as I can because I have the kids and I'm making different decisions and parking further away. And then right. we all, in fact... I parked far away the other day, and my daughter goes, that was a long walk. (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? It's not that bad. Come on. She's like, Daddy, that's far. Our car is far away. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, see? Well, good. That means I'm doing something. There's a couple extra steps. Teaching you some stuff here too, kid. (laughs) But yeah, it made me laugh. Because I was consciously made the decision. Right. Yeah, it was... It was, a, it was a fun moment for me. I, yeah, there's something, too, to, you know, passing on those those good habits to kids. That when they see you work out and see you pay attention to food and even taking those long walks, putting a positive spin on that at that point is something that will stick with them so that they start to continue to, to do that for the rest of their lives. And I'm hoping that that's what happens. <clears throat> but it definitely – so I don't know how much experience you have with – this coaching stuff with parents or with people that are dealing with kids. And the reason I say that is because, so here's a story. I, we were at dinner and my son was with, so my wife and I talk about this whole process. We talked about it and stuff. And obviously we talk about it too much because (laughs) my kids, like my daughter is so intrigued. She's a science fanatic. She really enjoys learning and like her favorite thing is learning. She just loves it. 
So she's been asking like, well, daddy, why are you watching? What are you eating? Why did you measure your food? Why did you do this? And I explain, and I'm totally up front. I'm like, well, daddy was trying to eat better. I'm trying to learn how to eat things that are better for me and not eat too much of this and teach myself a better way to, to live. Right. And just trying to keep it positive but my son apparently has picked up on calories are bad. <laughs> so we were sitting at the dinner table and he's eating his peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. And I offered him a piece of my chicken or something else. He goes, no, that has calories. No, I not eat that. That has calories in it. I was like, so does your peanut butter and jelly, dude. <laughs> he's like, no, I eat this. That has calories. I not eat that. I was like... Where did we go wrong here? (laughs) At what point did my wife and I say, we can't eat those calories? I mean, obviously we've said something like that. Or I don't have the calories for the day or something. Yeah, I don't know. But my son has now taken, he can't eat anything with calories apparently. Okay. All right. He's going to be super skinny. Hand him zero calorie snacks? (laughs) Them quote unquote. (laughs) He is going to be super skinny, that kid. (laughs) Yeah. So, but we've just, in general, the, the trickle down, I think for our kids has been good. They're eating better. I mean, they've already, already eaten better. My wife has taken it upon herself from the beginning of their existence inside of her stomach to she completely changed her diet. Oh, nice. And we we both kind of took the, <clears throat> the, the road of we were born and raised in the 80s. Okay. And that was a time where food was had changed. That's where all the, like, the synthetic cereals. Right, and right. I know I keep villainizing. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I know I keep villainizing cereal and saying how bad it is. And I, I still eat cereal. But yeah, good. <laughs> like all that sugary stuff, like that's when all that stuff was became really yeah. prevalent in the 80s. And we were eating like crap and they thought it was a balanced diet of right. this and that. So oh, yeah, you, I still remember on all the boxes, your 12 whole grains. And, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, totally. Okay. I remember yeah. drinking Ecto Cooler for breakfast like because it was juice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. All that kind of stuff. Ecto cooler, so good. Um, so we are tr- we tried really hard when we had kids that we we wanted to set them up because our eating yeah. habits are so flawed because of the way we grew up, and it's to no fault of our parents. It, like there's no, our parents or or us. It's it's the the you know all of the food companies and supplement yeah. companies that are are literally pushing a product trying for to their sell businesses the product. to yeah. thrive totally. And so I don't I don't really blame anybody. It's just that's how it was. Correct. That's what happened. So there's not really a blame. It's just this is how we were set up, and I just want to change that process for Absolutely. my for our kids. So we started it early, is when she was pregnant, and we both before we even had kids wanted to really make a, a change for them. Yeah, didn't necessarily mean we were going to change the process, <laughs> but we were hoping that we could set them up better. Right. And so she got rid of everything. And she would also minimize any chance of our kids having any issues because, I don't know, like caffeine's not really great, but they say you can have a cup of coffee a day. Well, does that affect them? Right. Like how much does it affect them? And if it affects them at all, is it worth it? Can And that's what my wife was like. She goes, can't, if I can't give up coffee for nine months, like, or she's... What what how what am I giving for my kid? Right. So she really turned. She didn't drink any alcohol, even though they say a glass of wine's a glass okay. Glass of she, wine, right? She cut out all alcohol completely, which wasn't a big deal. She's not a big drinker anyway. Okay. The coffee thing was a big coffee, deal. Yeah, I she drinks coffee every one. day, and so almost every day. So giving up coffee and caffeine, kind of in general, she even stayed away from chocolate as much. She tried to stay away from anything that kind of had caffeine okay. to kind of minimize caffeine. Yeah. And she just ate really clean for like nine months. She actually was like in the best shape of her life when she was nine months pregnant with my son, my second child. Because with the first kid, she didn't wasn't working out. The second kid, she was doing spin classes, and she had been getting herself back in the shape from having the first child. Right. And then was getting pretty back and like getting herself better where she felt better, and then got pregnant again. And she was like, no, I just did all this work. But her spin uh, coach said, well, just keep doing spin. Correct. You've been doing it. You you can even lift through your entire pregnancy. She didn't know that for the first kid. So for the second kid, she did that. And she was nine months in still doing spin. Yeah. So the first kid, she was gigging the whole way through. She had a gig on a Thursday and gave birth on a Monday. (laughs) 
<laughs> she gigged right up to the very end. That's fantastic. She was so she's been a trooper the whole way. And when my second child, we had a gig that day. I actually had to cancel a gig the day he my son was born. <laughs> Because we, for her, not, not yeah. for me. I had to cancel one for me too, but I had to cancel one for her because she was supposed to be somewhere. And I was right. like, so my wife's in labor. She's not going to make it today. I hope that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was, but again, I don't know how much experience you have, but labor takes a long time I've before heard, the child yeah. actually comes the, out. The first one especially so is like my, the average is 16 hours. Yeah, I don't know how I, to do it. It's, I don't know those num- the numbers. I probably should, but I don't know. Well, how I was in the UT. So. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I was a dad. So, um, <laughs> probably still are. Yeah. Yeah. At least, at least as far as I know, <laughs> as long as they're still alive at school. Um, and nobody's taking them. So oh, God. Okay. <laughs> it got dark real quick. <laughs> I'm just saying those would be the reasons. Correct. Um, but anyway, so my wife is in labor and what we thought was labor, long story short, her, Fluid broke a little bit, but the sack hadn't ripped completely, so she just trickled a little yeah. bit. So then it kind of stopped, and then it was like, so she was like not really in labor, but she was in labor. Okay. And I was like, well, this is going to be a while. Do you think I could sneak out, play my gig, and then I'll come back? <laughs> and the look that I got from my wife, she was like, if you leave right now, <laughs> I was like, oh. All right, I'll cancel. I just felt bad. It was a, I've told this story before. I might yeah. have even said the story on here. I'm not sure. You haven't. I haven't, I haven't heard. Are you story. haven't yeah. heard the story? No. Okay. So yeah, that gig. It was the first time I was ever playing at that place, and I hate canceling. Oh, of on people. I just it's like a big thing. Like I've worked really hard to get these gigs that I that I have. I've worked really hard to be where I'm at. So I hate canceling gigs, and of I don't ever want to cancel on anybody if i don't have to it's i've gotten a little bit better where i won't put myself in jeopardy anymore like i used to do stuff like that where i'm like i was like this is way before covid but i'd be like sick as a dog and i would still go play because i didn't want to cancel so and i I get that i don't you've committed to it yeah so yeah i don't do that stuff anymore i don't do that as much like if i'm really sick i'll cancel now but um but so anyway this is the first time i was playing at this new place and i didn't want to cancel before i ever played there the first time that I play there, I'm going to be like, sorry, I can't make it. But I called. I was like, so my wife's in labor. They're like, what are you? Yeah, that's fine. No problem. And I was like, I mean, I'm so sorry. They're like, your wife's in labor, dude. I was like, is that that's a legitimate excuse? Like, that's a good reason? Yeah. All right, good. You're okay, okay with this? You still yeah. like me? Okay. Yeah. So I I did end up playing that place later. So I, I figured. I, I figured. With the play. smile on your face, I figured it had a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not so, only do you have an extra child, you still yeah. get to play. I don't know if that's the happy ending part, but well, yeah. we're going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I love my children. I love them dearly. So, yeah, all in all, it was it worked out in the end. And I didn't leave. Good. She was very happy. I Good. stayed there the Good. whole time. I didn't have to. I leave. think you made the right call. But, yeah, she's a trooper. So she gigged all the way up until she had a gig that day scheduled yeah. and we had to cancel. So she, like I said, was the best. So we she spent those that whole beginning of... of labor and all that not labor right. of, of being pregnant really increasing the quality her, of intake yes. and, and you guys have still pushed that and so kids. still that's trickling into them yet yeah. because we've tried to like my daughter we were really stringent with my daughter when she started like we were on top of it she didn't have any like processed sugar for like okay. two two or three years of her like it might have been until she was almost three like now, she now, didn't have, have you found she doesn't have like a real pull towards process stuff at this point? She or? does on okay. certain things, but like not – so she still – she doesn't like juice really. Okay. She's just getting into it and she doesn't like it too sugary. Like we had to cut some stuff nice. with water because okay. she doesn't like it overly sugar. But on the flip then, she like loves donuts. So like they're like super <laughs> sugary and human. sweet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who doesn't <laughs> love them? But they're really sugary and yeah. sweet. So there's certain things here and there. She also is a little weird because my daughter doesn't like chocolate. Right. At I remember all. you saying that, yeah. which is fascinating. So I've wondered if if a child stays on like a non-processed food diet for how many years it would take before they just really found processed food to be I don't think that'll ever happen, honestly. No? Just I mean, we talk about it all the time about how 
it's just a really palatable, like that's what makes this it's whole thing. It's hyper palatable. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I've also still come across people who don't have that that big sweet tooth or they're not really drawn to, to things like that, which blows my mind because I have such a big sweet tooth. I think that might just be an innate, an innate thing. Like right, that's just right. in their programming. It doesn't really matter yeah, how and it they could be. have their thing. Because I mean, just like my daughter, like we didn't teach her not to eat chocolate. She right. just hates it. She just won't eat chocolate. She gets really sad if there's like desserts come out and has chocolate in it. She goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> she gets really bummed. But she doesn't like chocolate. And, but we, the things that I think I've noticed with my kids, apparently this is a podcast about kids now. So those of you who don't have children, I apologize. <laughs> this is the kids episode. Yeah, the kids right. episode. Um, well, I promise we're going to get into things that aren't children related. We're just happened the tangent. Mike and I like tangents. We're we pretty, love tangents. Yeah, we're pretty good. We at tend tangents. to ride them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Getting back onto our tangent, what I have noticed with my kids is it more than that it's created an aversion to sugary sweet stuff. It's okay. instead of that, instead of creating the aversion, it's it's created an increase in like they love vegetables, they love healthy see, and, food, and I love that. Where to me, I remember being young and just despising all of right. that stuff. My kids love that's uh, huge. broccoli. They uh, love green, like my son loves green beans. Okay, all right. And they really enjoy, like, they eat a lot of chicken, because I eat a lot of chicken, yeah. so they'll eat a lot of chicken too, because they want to eat what daddy's eating. They ask questions all the time, like they're so inquisitive about why we're eating this, so they're learning about yeah. this process as well. So I feel like it does, we're, we're setting them up early, does that. It creates right. a appreciation for quality food, as opposed to only liking yep. and wanting the really palatable stuff. And and I like too. It it it's way more impactful because they they do see and take in everything. So it's way more impactful for the parents to be doing these things and have the the children learning as they go as opposed to, you know, like the initial thought process is I feel like is what I took from you. you're making sure your kids are eating very well, but you know, mom and dad are still eating cereal and things like that. And again, not villainizing that, but there wasn't this high value placed on you know, fine-tuning nutrition and, and really learning what needs to happen. And now they're, they're literally seeing this process in action. Yeah. Yeah. So when, it, when they were eating really great, I was still eating like garbage. Right, right. That's when I gained all that weight. That's when I did all that yeah. stuff. I was still eating like trash when they were eating – like they ate way better. We'd have dinner – and I'd eat like that and this crap and this and that. I right. have fried food. Like neither one of my kids, this is one thing, neither one of my kids like fried food. Interesting. Like there's other, I mean, I know donuts, I just said donuts and they are oh, fried. Good. It's, it's different. I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. But they won't eat French fries. Neither one of them likes French fries. They won't even touch them. Oh, wow. Ch- chicken fingers, if there's a fried coating on them, I have to pull the fried coating off. They don't okay. like the breading. They don't like fried breading. Interesting. They'll eat the the chicken if it's by itself fried. Yeah. But yeah, they, they really... I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head if there's something fried. Chips. Occasionally, they okay. like chips. Yeah. But uh, they, like, they love tortilla chips. So they'll do that. Okay. But like a lot of like... I don't know. I to me like chips are fried. I know, but they're, it's not the same kind of fried. Like we're like a French right. fryer, like a battered and fried type right, thing. Right. They don't. They don't really. <clears throat> but they do eat donuts or fried, and they eat like I said chips. But, Tortilla chips are okay. I, I have a big problem with people who tend to opt for original flavored chips in general because there's been so many advancements in chip flavor technology. <laughs> Why would you ever settle for original? Because the OG is always the best, my man. <sighs> I can't do it. Tortilla chips are fine. That's that's an outlier. I'm okay with that. I love tortilla chips. Yeah, tortilla chips are great. We're also Mexican. We so... as in you and me? <laughs> we as in me and my children? <laughs> okay. I thought I was learning something new about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So tortilla chips are like a big thing. And yeah. like my kids love avocados. They'll eat a whole avocado in oh, a that's city. interesting. Okay. They love avocado. But that's what I'm saying. I think they, they've created... I've said that because they eat a lot of tortilla chips with guacamole. Like, they love guacamole, yeah. so they'll eat it that way. But like I said about early, what I was just saying before is I think they just – they really appreciate good food, like yeah. quality stuff where, like like I said, they made a meal last night out of avocado and like some crackers and, tor- and pretzel chips. Okay. That's what they ate mainly. And they had a couple pieces of chicken here and there. But, like, they, they, they don't really turn towards – 
junk. They don't really. No, I, I think that's that's awesome, it's and that's weird. that's you guys have given them that. Even even when you weren't eating great, you still laid the framework and the groundwork for them to to build like that, which is. And awesome. my wife is a, has always been prior to even me doing all of any of this stuff. My wife has always been a big label reader, and so she's always looking at what is actually in everything because there's right. so much stuff that's labeled healthy that like and. So as I'm saying all this, I'm also not passing judgment on to any parents out there who feed their kids any of the things that I'm talking about no. or any of that stuff. There's there's like, di- different there's, walks of life. And yeah, there's some different ways like to do you, everything. You need to shop for more for, people, less expensive. Like it's, yes. it's a flaw in our entire setup when in America, the cheapest food is the fast food and the most expensive stuff is the healthy. Almost every other country out there, like, the cheap stuff is the fresh food. You're buying produce on the on the side of the street, farmers markets, mm-hmm. whatever. And the expensive stuff is the fast food. Like that's the convenience. You pay for convenience. It's, yeah. it's backwards for us. Yeah, it is very backwards. So like I said, I'm not passing judgment. No. I'm saying for us, for my family, we've decided this is the best course of action. And this is the route that I would love to set my children up on. <clears throat> Excuse me. That I would want to set my kids up on. So this is what we're trying to right. um embed into their framework of life is this way of eating and setting them up with knowing what stuff is a little bit more nutritious and this and that. So like I said, my wife is a crazy label reader and she pays attention to bread was, I I used to joke. I think we've, we've talked about this off air, (laughs) I think about the bread thing. It has to have whole grains, stone ground. It can't be any bleached anything. It's so, and I think, one of those changes doesn't make a difference. But I think the right. fact that when you add all the bread on top of, she pays attention to even kids' snacks. Here's, I'm not, again, no judgment. But what I'm going to say to any parents that are listening to this is look at a label. <laughs> it's insane the stuff they pass as healthy kids' snacks. It is. What's it is. in it? I've I've also tried to stay away from things that aren't, naturally made i hate the term organic because organic is like and it's it's yeah it's organic is being used quite a bit and everybody yeah. gets into the the gmo non-gmo yeah there's, that's there's what not I'm enough saying. data like to, to back up a lot of this stuff if you can buy organic by all means go for it but i so, tend to lean more towards meat and produce when it comes to organic if i'm going to buy organic i don't really stress the, the rest of the stuff for the most yeah. part so but what i'm I, I try to stay away from stuff that like like canola oil okay yeah is a man-made product really that's now i'm now i'm gonna double check myself because no, i thought fine, yeah. I'm, I'm canola oil from what because I, I remember i was saying about how i've said stomach issues yeah so I've always looked up I, – because I was always like, oh, it's got to be oil. It's got to be this. It's right. got to – trying to figure out what it was. No, it was just the fact that I was a fat lard is what it was. So <laughs> – Lard is I'm delicious. Just, <laughs> lard is delicious. <laughs> so it, it actually I, – I think part of the stomach problems was the fact that I was always pushing my stomach because I was always eating fried foods and right. junk food and all this stuff. And it was just a buildup of crap. Because yeah. now that I've been eating healthier, I haven't had as many issues as, I, as I've had in right. the past. And, and you're getting activity. So your calorie partitioning or what your body decides to do with the calories you take in is now more favorable as well. And I was used, and I've said to you before that I have a problem with uh, sweeteners that right. my stomach's in. Right. Well, I've been consuming sweeteners lately. No problem. And I haven't had issues. <laughs> now, I don't, I'm not consuming a ridiculous amount of sweeteners, but I've had... Right. Definitely Diet Coke because there's been moments where I'm like, I really want a Coke, but I really yeah. don't want those calories. So I'll drink a Diet Coke. I'll, actually, the Coke Zeros. Those are the ones that I like. I like Coke Zero. Yeah. yeah. I don't, and they have a bunch of flavored ones now, too. That's, I, that's I why in I was admiring Coke Zero. You, what you were. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's that can? You're welcome to admire my Diet Soda. That can looks pretty. And, and it diet says sodas zero. Get, diet sodas get a, a hard hit as well because of the artificial sweeteners. But you look at what the artificial sweetener gets processed into in the body. Like you get, I don't know, 10 times the amount of, of one of the three ingredients in steak and 30 times the amount in tomatoes. and whatever. So it breaks it down. The body processes it. And the amount of artificial sweetener, because you know, if you've ever actually had the artificial sweetener to add to something and you add too much of it, you know immediately when you've added too much of something. Yeah. So the amount in a diet soda is pretty damn low. 
The only thing, and this is what I've heard about sweeteners, and I feel like was kind of true for me, okay. is they're sweeter than regular sugar, than regular sweet things. Okay. And so they actually heighten your cravings for sweet stuff. Now, and it, and it can, especially if you haven't balanced out you know, by eating more protein, which is more satiating, or eating more fiber, which is also more satiating, and getting kind of your diet in check, all your vitamins and minerals, so that your body's not starting to crave something else out there so that it can try and find that item, then it then it can. And honestly, I and we've I think we talked about this a while back too. If I do too much sweet stuff on the front end of my day, I will start craving more sweet stuff throughout the day as well. So you, there is a balance. You do have to be careful, and everybody's a little bit different with That's it. That's what I was just going to say. So we talked about this a couple episodes back. You guys can search. It was an episode called um, Snowball Effect where we talked about like getting into this beginning of a bad habit and then it just continues and right. it grows. Right. Um, it's uh, kind of true with anything. You, you have this snowball effect. But... With the sweet stuff, that's what I was afraid of that the sweeteners were going to do. But saying starting my day, I was just going to say I had a day this past week where I took the kids to go get donuts. We love the, a local bakery called Baker's Pride. God, I love Baker's Pride. So good, dude. Even, even Have you done just the apple their fritter? normal glazed? Yes, I've had the apple Whew. fritter. But I, I can't go there and not eat a dozen donuts, and you get a, a variety of them spread out. I know because it's like a four thousand calorie hit for the, for the oh thing. My, but yeah, <laughs> Mike, if you just told people what you eat, no one would believe you looked like what you look like. Nobody, I wouldn't believe it. A dozen donuts in a dude. I, I couldn't even fathom. I would be so <laughs> grossed out with myself after three or four. Mind you, I could knock two or three back. But right, I, once I hit that right. third one, I'd be like, oh, man, I feel so gross. Uh, a, yeah. You can send a, seriously eat a dozen other donuts oh, in a sitting? Oh, I can do more than like a, a dozen. Standard, I just the standard want... glazed ones. Oh, no, and they're, they're mixed like whatever ones they have. They have a variety of mixed ones like bacon covered and oh, peanut butter. maple and, bacon oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I try and get a mix, but I, I do love their glazed donuts. They're like yeah. marshmallows in donut form. I'm like, how do you do what you do? Give me more. So I don't know if you know, I, I don't know if this is a, an everyday thing that they do, but if you go later in the day, mm-hmm. when right before they're closing, apparently they try to just get them out the door. That makes sense. Because we went, I took my kids after I picked up my daughter from school. I, I like to do things like that because I want them to think that I'm their favorite parent and not my <laughs> wife. But they still love my wife. I don't know why. Um, they know you're trying to, are they? They yeah. sense it. Oh, I'm trying. <laughs> it's not working. But so we stopped for donuts and we went to Baker's Pride and they were all excited and we went in and I let them go. And it's fun at Baker's Pride too because, as you know, they have cases with glass, the glass, right. like the old school glass cases. Yeah. And they get to love, they love like running up and down and they get to look at all these donuts, all these yeah. pastries and I let them pick out what they want. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. They get to enjoy it. And then we usually just sit there because they sell milk too. So we'll get them each a milk. Really? Yeah, yeah. they have little, just the little milk cartons, like school lunch milk cartons. You love milk. Milk or coffee with my donuts. Yeah. I I did a Diet Coke. I'm that guy. Totally normal. Yeah. I, I'm that guy. <laughs> I know. I, felt, I always used to make fun of those guys who would like eat a donut and then drink a Diet Coke. I yeah. get it now. Because if well, you're going to- The gonna, Diet Coke subtracts calories. So it, you're good. Well, that's not even the mentality. But no, you're I just know. not- keep, You just don't keep stacking bad choices on right. top of each right. other. So yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I'm that guy now, and I'm proud to be that guy. That's cool. <laughs> so we went there, but we got donuts for us, and they gave you two free glaze with every order because I Get think they were just here. trying to blow them out. Oh. So I got three donuts. We each have. Actually, I got the apple fritter. The apple fritter is my it's favorite so thing good, they have. Dude. It is it's so, so good. yeah delicious. And <laughs> what an episode, man! We're talking about children and donuts. Yeah. This is. I swear, we talk about healthy stuff. I've. <laughs> <laughs> If it's your first time listening, listen to another one. We talk about healthy stuff, I promise. We'll get into the healthy stuff. But we got the three donuts. We sat down. We ate the donuts. And they gave us the two glaze. So we took one of the glaze ones home to give the mom. So mom had it. Well, then we had one left. So the next day, I was like, this is going to be my breakfast. There you go. All day. Yep. I just wanted crap all day long. Yep. But I don't have that same problem... When I start my day with a, a Quest bar, and they're 
they're sweet to them too. And I, I my hypothesis, because I haven't yeah, really studied on this. this. Is, yeah, yeah, this is it's all hypothetical it's and, and something out of your butt conjecture, if you yeah, will. You yeah, but right. I, I have a large ass, so it, it, lots of stuff comes out. I guess. Um, <laughs> dear God. Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, shit, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> The reason that I do that, so the question was, oh, I do the quest I'm bonus. I'm on it. I'm on it. And yeah, okay. So what I think it is, is it's a balance of, of mental and probably something physiological on, on that front as well. One, you eat hyperpalatable stuff. It, it doesn't, it's very calorie dense, doesn't take up a lot of room. So you've got that food in, sugar goes up in your system, insulin pops up to adjust for that, and then you've digested and you're, it, it's gone. You still have insulin that needs more sugar to get popped into your system. So that could be a physiological part. Um, and psychologically, oh, if, you eat a, yeah, if you eat a Quest bar, you, you know that, okay, this is kind of dessert, but I also got protein, I also got fiber. I feel like I've made a good choice. So just like we've talked about mentality for everything else, I think it applies here as well as keeping you in control. It's the same thing too with a workout. If you've got a workout in for the day, you're less likely to mess up the rest of your day because you're on track. You've all you're already kind of winning at that point. Mentality is is just huge. Also, I've noticed because the last two weeks I haven't worked out because of my my ankle. I've wanted to eat more. Yep. Every day, like yep. Not eating has been brutal. So, like literally, what I because I know I've had to make better choices. So I haven't eaten breakfast. I didn't even do a bar or anything. Right. So that I I've tried to I've tried to do two meals. And a snack every day. That's essentially That's what I'm doing. Yeah. It's, it's the, almost like a, a meal with first, a snack bridge. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And the first meal, I'm trying to make sure that for... So my total calorie intake at the moment is 2,300 calories. I try to use between the snack and the meal less than 1,000 calories so that at the end of the day... You eat a big, satisfying meal. Yep. I have 1,300 <clears throat> calories to play with to be like... 13 to 15 is usually what right. I have to think. And I'm like, I'm going to go nuts. So I did that last night. Again, we it was Mother's Day yesterday. <laughs> so it was like a double whammy because I took my mom out to brunch. Becky had to go play a brunch game. Yeah. She was playing. And I took my mom out. I say brunch. It was noon. It was lunch. But we went to uh, Friendship Coffee right here in, in oh, town nice. in Savannah. Yeah. If you ever come in Savannah and you're out on Wilmington Island, do yourself a favor. Stop at Friendship Coffee. It's such an awesome place. Have you gotten the cinnamon bun there? I have not. You know, the most of that stuff, from what I understand, is from a bakery here on the oh. island called Charlotte's. It's That's over. right. That is Charlotte's cinnamon bun. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Her killer. cinnamon buns are insane. The apple, have you done their apple crumb cake? No. Dude, her apple crumb is awesome, too. They, they, they sell that there at Friendship Coffee, too. Can you tell that we're hungry? <laughs> I have not eaten today. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm on set tomorrow. So this this past couple days has been protein sparing modified fast. So I ate three pounds of chicken yesterday, but it was grilled after being marinated in Dale's, which is a new thing for me. Dale's? What's that? It's this like uh, liquid marinade that you can get in the, it's right next to the barbecue sauces at, at Kroger, but it's phenomenal. Hmm, check that Did a 24-hour marinade with this chicken, cooked up like 5 to 10 pounds of chicken on the grill. So it's not like that boring, bland-ass chicken that you're eating. So at least I'm enjoying sitting down and eating good chicken, but it's I'm just consuming like 2 to 3 pounds of chicken for this, this couple of days. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that, just the chicken thing. It's it's not easy, yeah. but again, if I've had a couple of days of, of overeating, this, and again, this, this is why I don't just recommend these things for everybody. I do things in extremes. Like I will have... A dozen donuts, but the the day or two prior to that, I'm I'm on point, and a day or two after that, I'm going to do this opposite extreme of that because this is something that I can do, but it's not something I can just recommend to to anybody. Else. Yeah, I don't want to do that. No, don't. Yeah, really. I mean, but it's it's operating on the same principle that you have already operated on. When you when you have a high calorie day, you just sort of adjust calorie intake for the next couple of days, but you're not doing it to extremes. that extremes. Right? Yeah. Well, that's. That's kind of the idea, because you've said before about checking out and trying to do a day of fasting, and I just still, maybe at some point, but at yeah. this point, I'm still like, no, I want to eat. I'm, right. I'm like, food's it, like such a valuable thing. It is, eat. and it's a hard pill to swallow, but I think it's a valuable lesson for anybody to do at least a 24-hour fast, and to simplify it, you have dinner, say, at 8 p.m. one night, 
and then you just don't eat till dinner the next night at 8 p.m. So you're technically still eating both days. You're eating on both days, but it is a 24-hour fast. And what you're going to find during that 24-hour period... If I sleep for 20 of those hours, is that okay? It is. If you can sleep for 20 hours, I will be very impressed. (laughs) It's a chemical coma right there. I can sleep for... So (laughs) if you don't touch me and you just let me sleep... And I just lay down with that and I don't set an alarm. Yeah. Eleven to twelve hours. Wow. I can just sleep boom. Like that's impressive. Yeah. That means you're likely on a moderate sleep deficit on a regular basis, yeah, probably. Every yeah. all the time. Yeah. So the only way that I actually feel like I can get caught up is if I sleep six to eight hours yeah. in the night and then I take a nap take for a nap. like two to three right. hours that day, and then I feel pretty good. Okay. But otherwise, I feel like I'm always running out of minor right. sleep deficit. Right. Sleep sleep is huge. Yeah. But the, the reason why I recommend those 24-hour fasts is you'll find during that process, you'll have cravings will spike, and they last maybe 30 minutes, and then they go away. So if you have body fat to lose, you're not actually starving. That's one of those hormonal drives. It's one of those emotional drives. So learning... So what you're that saying they is do I could survive for about go. three, four weeks on the body fat that I have, is what you're saying? Good. I wouldn't starve for I a mean, while. I wasn't going to make any rough <laughs> guesstimates, but, I, you know, you've already run the numbers Good yourself. That's Good fine. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh, but backtrack. So what I was saying before we went off on the tangent, we are the tangent kings We here. went off on like seven tangents. We did. We have been tangent. Tangenting? Ting? Tangentionizing. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. So... <laughs> I took my mom out to brunch. Yeah, that's at the friend at Friendship Coffee, and so I ate there. And the my daughter wanted a pastry, so she got a pastry and split it with my mom. My son literally had as much as I've just been saying about how we've been setting him up. He's yeah. like a muffinaholic, and he for as much as my daughter doesn't like chocolate, it all went into my son. So he's like <laughs> double the chocolate fanatic. Gotcha. So he does there. If you haven't had them, they're delicious. Well, the the peanut butter chocolate chip muffins okay all right those are really good so he did an egg and a peanut butter chocolate chip muffin okay that's what he did i make him at least do a little bit of the protein right and he likes eggs that's the thing my kids like really love eggs yeah they love like so they they like a lot of good stuff though too but so we did that for brunch and then i didn't eat anything else it was kind of like lunch-ish time so that i didn't eat anything else and then when we were at dinner i was like i saved like 1300 calories or so for 1314 i was like yeah I'm going to do it up. We went to Zunzi's. Have you done Zunzi's yet? I have done Zunzi's. Yep. Yes. Yep. So good. I got the Godfather from Zunzi's. Okay. Have you had the Godfather? I have not. I've only been there once. And I think that was on a food tour. Oh, my man. Uh. It is so... Did you know that they won... They were the third in a sandwich competition? I didn't know that. So the guy who did Man versus Food... I don't can't remember his name. Adam right. something? Something. I yeah. I just know I would like to verse food. Yes. You'd probably win. Um, <laughs> so that Adam versus food. Uh, oh, duh. It's called or man versus food. Man I said Adam, food, but it was yeah. called man versus food. That, that, that guy did a show then the 50 greatest sandwiches in America. Oh, wow. And Zoom number one three? of the 50 and they did, it was like a, he, he did like a bracket system yeah, yeah. And, like, and they took third place Good out God. of the 50 okay. greatest sandwiches All in right. America with their sandwich, the conquistador, which is a, it was just chicken, but their godfather is the conquistador on crack. Okay. <laughs> in my, so it's the chicken sandwich, but they add two different types of sausage with it as well. Nice. They add a smoked sausage and this, like, I can't, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It starts Andui? with a B. It's like borscht. Oh. I said oh. I wasn't going to try to pronounce it, and I tried it anyway. You nailed it. It's like this South African right. uh, sausage oh, thing. That's right there, South African Yeah, they have South place. Africans and foods, yeah. yeah. And it's that with their two different types of sauces, which... I love the name of their sauce. Do you know what the name of the sauce is? I do not. Shit yeah sauce. <laughs> I kid you not. That is the name of it. Shit yeah. Everybody's going to order it. Yes. Because they like saying it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so they have these, the sauce on it, and it, it's mind-blowing, and it's on a French roll. But I usually do ha- like a regular size sandwich, but I had those thir- like the extra calories, and I was like, I'm going to go all out. Well, that sandwich was a lot more calories than I thought, because I did one of the things that I don't do. And I put the numbers in after, after I ate it. Yep. And so I ended up a couple hundred calories over yesterday. And I had a whole big old French bread roll. So yeah. I was like, oh, with all those carbs, I'm totally going to be up on weight tomorrow. <laughs> and I was down again. <laughs> so there is something to say. To, that those are my splurges. Right, right. Those are, those are, those are I don't splurges. do a full yeah. 
I don't eat a dozen donuts because I don't right. have a sweet tooth like that, like that where I have to like just crave like I need to eat ten thousand cookies. Like I don't I don't feel no, like that ever. God. No, that's definitely me. Yeah, I I have where I where I want some. I just need crap. I want some sort of crap. Right. And those Fit bars again. We talk about them all the time. Those Fit bars have really saved my. Oh hell yeah! But even there's times where like so. I'll eat one of those to start a day instead of a Quest bar because I already have this feeling like I just want junk. Yeah. And I'll eat that and it'll satiate that and I don't feel like that the rest of the day. Okay, good. Which is weird because when I had the donut, I felt like I just wanted to yeah. eat junk and, food And again, I think that the psychology of that too is you know it's more of a dessert fix, but you're still getting your protein in. You're yeah. still at a good calorie spot as far as yeah. it goes. And I also started – I totally forgot about doing these, but you get the – just the pancake mix – that you only add water to, scoop of protein per serve for per serving of the pancake mix. Stir it up dry. Pop in the recommended amount of water. Stir that until it's nice and pop it in the microwave. We just I just picked up a pancake mix because so I was at the store grocery store and I picked up two cases of bangs because. <laughs> Mike has me addicted to bangs. Yeah, now, they're so good. They are so good. It's an energy drink thing. But I, they had two, they had four packs. But they were on this grocery store. Does the buy five save five? Gotcha. So if you buy five things that are on this list, yeah, you save an additional five dollars. Oh, okay. okay. So the bangs were on there. So I got two cases of bang. I felt it was going to be a little obscene to get five of them. So I didn't get five. <laughs> I got two. But then I had to find three different items. Right. And one of the items was this pancake mix. Oh. It's a protein pancake mix. Oh, no. What do you mean, oh, no? Keep going. What do you mean, oh, no? That was not the... Keep going. You're doing great. Oh, apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a a protein pank flapjack thing. I can't even remember the The, name. The Kodiak cake one? Yes, the Kodiak. Uh Uh-oh. No, no, no. Listen. You said, oh, no, and now you knew exactly the brand. I did. I did. I did. Okay. Kodiak cakes are fine. All right? Um, this is why I started doing, making it myself because you've already got protein powder on hand. You can just buy a big box of your typical pancake mix and you make your own Kodiak cakes. They're higher in protein, just the ingredients that you've popped into the mix and it's less expensive for way, way more. So the Kodiak cakes were on sale and I got the extra dollar off because they were part of that buy five, save five. So they, that's the only reason I bought because they are a little expensive. They are. They They are. are So you you can literally, but is that the only old man was because of the price? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, that's really, it's, it's less protein than you're going to get yourself. You have your own flavored protein that, that you have because I, I mean, I make two to three servings. So if I'm like, it's nighttime and I'm really having that kind of fix, you're, you're literally making, it's a pancake cake. So it's like I make it in the bowl yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll put in like five minutes oh, at, yeah, at you said, 50 yeah, or 60% power. Um, and then I'll sprinkle in my Reese's peanut butter chips on top, weigh those out kind of thing. And it's a big pancake, high protein, high carb, low fat dessert at that point. So it's not super calorie dense. And again, I always feel like I have to pop this in the mix. Fat is not bad. It's essential. But if I'm looking to end my day and not have a super calorie-dense dessert, then I'm going to go higher protein and higher carb and lower fat at that point. So the Cody, okay, you had me nervous because no, I, I thought you were going to say it was like, like they use fake, like it's the, the protein count, because you've told me this before. Yeah, and I, I'd have to check the protein on there. I, they may be using a, a vegan or vegetarian-based protein, which means it's less bioavailable, so you'd have to have more for it. So again, you're going to get more bang for your buck using the way that you have making your own protein. So my plan, though, is instead of using water, was mm-hmm. to use the Carb Master milk as yes, well with it. that is really, really good. So that's what I was thinking. Is we, So my, we've talked about that, and we're going to use the Carb Master along with it, and that really nice. jacks up it the does. protein. It does, so that's smart. That'll, yeah, that'll yeah. cover all your bases. So even if it is a vegan-based protein, you're going to get all the essential amino acids you need from the milk at that point. It's a good balance. And so that combination, it brings it up to like, because I think on the box it says 14 grams of protein yeah. per serving. It, that using the Carb Master. Yeah, it, so it, a it, cup of milk, that's an extra 20 grams of protein right there. Yeah, and so right. it, it, it on the app per serving, it comes up to like 25 or something per yeah. serving or something nice. like that. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Um. So while we're talking about protein, which we talk about it all the time all the because time. it's such a valuable thing. Hugely important. I want to bring up once again the true nutrition. We talked about it yesterday yep. or l- l- last week. But the reason I want to bring it up is also I want to tell you guys we now have an affiliate code for true nutrition because 
we it's a product we, we believe yeah, in. it's a product yeah. we believe in we like true nutrition so you can if you want to check out a protein powder you can make your own mix of protein with true nutrition the pro and you can use our affiliate code which is finding my fit at 40 four zero for 40 finding my fit four zero and you can that helps us out uh with your when you order and it also helps you out because it gives you five percent off but i brought it up because not just because i wanted to plug it but i brought it up because we are going to order more off the true nutrition and i was looking and getting a little overwhelmed and i'm sure if any of you guys go to the true nutrition it's a little overwhelming if you've never bought protein powders before so, Mike, I want you to do me a fave and just break down a little bit, like, what things would you recommend? Absolutely. Because the flavors are cool, and this yeah. is cool, and it's like, oh, I can add this. I can add these bo- shots of this. Because before before Mike goes in and does a breakdown, let me, let me tell you exactly how this is set up. So, when you go on the website, it gives you all the different proteins that you can have. You yep. can have a pea protein, a whey protein, an isolate protein, a blah, blah, blah. Like there's the, they have all the proteins. The, all the yeah. proteins. And then you pick the percentages of the mix that you want it in yours. And then you can pick a flavor. And then you can also pick a, a boost, which they have like a turmeric boost. And a right. this, that. like. And I looked at it and went, huh? <laughs> they, I know like... One or two of these things. And I only yeah. know the uh, – I, I wanted to stay away from the concentrate because the concentrate is the one that I feel like gives me – like the, makes me a little lethargic. Correct. You want the isolate or the hydrolyzed if you have a super centralized – Which I really uh, think I do have an issue stomach. with the concentrate. So I had something else the other day. Oh, I drank a milk – it's like a like a muscle milk type thing. It wasn't muscle milk, right. which is a brand. Good. Yeah. It, but it was that – it was – Kroger has a brand one. Oh, like the, the uh, farms or like something. Yeah, farm. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and it was strawberry milk because I had like this. I love strawberry milk, and I try not to drink it ever because yeah. it's strawberry milk. So I saw that and was like, oh, and it was like 42 grams of protein yep. in one thing. Yep. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> and it was good. I actually really liked it yeah. because we tried another product. What? What? I can't remember what it was. I couldn't even consume it. It was so bad. Really? It was so bad yeah. I couldn't drink it. But this one I really liked. And I downed it and I was like, oh, this is great. And then later I was like, oh, I'm feeling like sluggish again. Like maybe it was yeah. too much protein. I looked at it and had the concentrate. It had and some again, concentrate. Too much in protein is not going to be a thing for, for just being sluggish type thing. But you just you're feel right. like you like. I don't know. Maybe we, that's a psychological you just thing. Kinda, well, you yeah. kind of wanted to logically pin it on something. The only thing you knew you really had was a good amount of protein. So Yeah. But protein is processed extremely efficiently by the body. So if you're feeling sluggish or something's running you down or you feel off, it's going to be something else that's coming along with that likely. And the concentrates, yeah, I think we've already established that that tends to run you down a little bit. And it's going to be the cheaper option when it comes to protein. Um, and it's the going to be the lowest quality, or the least bioavailable, essentially, the least amount of uh, uh, whey to to protein, if that makes sense. So now backtracking back to the website, right. I went off on a little tangent. <clears throat> Break it down a little bit. Give sure. me build a mix, if you will. I, I think for somebody who knows nothing like me, the, it's it's very easy to overcomplicate the process on there. So my recommendation is always going to be a one hundred percent whey product. If you are vegan, I'm going to recommend the 70 to 30 pea to rice protein so that you get basically the same essential amino acid breakdown as whey. So that's your basis right there. Now, if you have a very sensitive stomach, then you're choosing between the whey isolate or the the hydrolyzed whey or whey hydrolysate, whatever it has it listed as. And that's going to be most people, even with a milk allergy or lactose intolerant, is is going to be able to process a, a hydrolyzed whey. That's just how gentle it is on the stomach. When it comes to the boosts, like turmeric and, and things like that, the anti-inflammation push. Is some, that what that is for? I yeah. was wondering. I was like, I have and, turmeric in my thing. I can just sprinkle a little and bit some, of that. Yeah, and some people may benefit from that. Some won't. And we could, I could, we could do a whole episode on, on inflammation and when it's an issue and when it's not. For most people, it's not really an issue that you need to start plugging in a, a ton of anti-inflammatory Inflammation things. like where? Like bowels people just say or inflammation in- turmeric when when you see people posting about it in anti-inflammatory products they're just saying it fights inflammation well if you're trying to build muscle 
You don't want to fight, fight inflammation. If you have chronic inflammation from, from diet or injury or whatever over a long period of time, okay, maybe it's time to introduce some anti-inflammatories. So it's, it's a balance as far as that goes. Um, but, you know, to keep going off on another yeah, tangent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the boosts, uh, I, I like, you know, an essential amino acid boost if you're doing the, the vegetarian-based one protein as far as that goes. Um, uh, there's an immunity boost and vitamins and minerals and things like that. And if you find that you yeah, I pulled it up right now. I'm don't at... eat a lot of, of veggies and fruits and things like that, you want to get some extra vitamins in there, by all means, pop that in there for the mix. Uh, but for the most part, I, I didn't dig too much into the, the boosts. And then you can also do flavor. You can do it light, medium, or heavy flavoring. Depends on how much of a sweet fix you have. So if you're not really into super sweet things, go for the, the light flavor at that point. So if you know, you know, we've simplified your base, the main product, down to your, your type of whey or vegan-based. Boost, keep those super simple. Flavor as to your liking. And if you're worried that you're not going to like the protein, order the, the small serving first. Get a, a sample of that or whatever. But I'm going to recommend getting the, the tub or the big bag beyond that because the price point's really good. Any recommendations on the flavor? Because there's like a thousand of them. Any like favorites? No, it's that you such have? a personalized yeah. thing. Um, I like like the, the snickerdoodle ginger cookie, whatever thing they have on there. Oh, um, I, I have, chocolate's kind of a, a safe call they have for a most lot things. Of chocolate ones. They do. They do. I'm looking at it right now. I pulled it up on the computer. Uh, anyone I, I push towards True Nutrition, they they haven't been disappointed with the flavors so far. So I don't really think you can go wrong. Most people tend to know what they like in something sweet, go with that thing. Yeah, because there's, <clears throat> I mean, here, I'll just name a few of the flavors that are on here. Like the spiced rum cake. That's was, there you So go. I was talking to my wife, we're talking about to order, and we were just, I mean, the go-to for me is always like, oh, I'll just get like vanilla or chocolate or right. whatever. Right. And she brought up a very good point is you can buy those at any grocery store. You can get a tub of can, vanilla yeah. with, with vanilla or anything like right. that. Those flavors are readily available everywhere. Right. Whereas if we're going to order off of here, why don't we try a flavor that's True. super different? Now, one of the reasons why I like to have that normal flavor on hand is if I'm going to be making like the pancakes or putting it in oatmeal or something like that. You add it to other So things. sometimes I, I will go that extra mile and buy two. It sounds Got expensive you. on the front end, but it's going to last you for a few months at that yeah, point. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. There's an unflavored one too. You can do unflavored. That terrifies me. That does. That sounds <laughs> un. Because I mean, I know it says unflavored, yeah. but it has a flavor. It it might. I, I they're pretty good right? at things these days. But I it it would be low enough. It's not like you're drinking it in a shake. That would be something you're definitely adding to something. Like if you have your peaches and cream instant oatmeal, and then you put unflavored in there. You haven't like drowned out that flavor, added too much sweet into the mix, so now you still have the flavor of that that oatmeal at that point. This one intrigues me, the marshmallow treat. Oh my god. Okay, that's probably the one I'm gonna order. <laughs> Banana <laughs> smoothie. All right, all right. Yeah, there's fudge brownie. Oh, yeah, there's god. like a lot of lemon cake, red velvet cake. Isn't red velvet basically just chocolate? It's so just what? chocolate with red food coloring. That blew so my mind to find that out because it tastes so different. So shouldn't chocolate and red velvet maybe just red I don't know. Anyway, there's a whole lot of different flavors to go to. So, and the the proteins you said that you recommended are the P... Pea to rice, 70 to 30, if you're doing the vegan or vegetarian option. Pea to rice, 70 to 30. Mm -hmm. And then the... And then the whey isolate or the whey... Is it hydrolyzed whey on there or whey hydrolyzed whey. They have hydrolyzed... They have grass-fed hydrolyzed. That's waste of your money. Anytime okay. you're seeing like an organic protein or whatever, the, the stuff you get from organic beef, you're going to get like extra, I always forget this acid, linoleic acid and like vitamin E, something like that. So by the time you've processed it down to a powder, those things are gone. So spending more money on an organic protein or grass-fed uh, powdered food variety is just, it's a waste of your money. Now again, it may be the same price there. So it, I think they're they're... What is this? They're targeting the, the organic fanatics almost at that point. I gotcha. But still, if it's if it's thing. still roughly yeah. the same price, then they're doing right by that by opening up to that market. They're making sure that they're including whey everybody. protein isolate ultra CFM. I can't offer anything on that. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to look into that. Right. There's a learn more you can check yeah, for, it out. For me, I, I tend know. to go simpler the better. Oh wait, here cross flow micro filtered. 
Oh, yeah. You know that's good because of all the big words. <laughs> <laughs> Make it simple on yourself, essentially, which is what I'm going to do now. Yeah. So for me, you would recommend I just do 100% of just the way isolate? Yes. Okay. And then just pick a white way else. Way, uh, I, You're doing great. Yeah. yeah. My English is on point today. A way isolate. And, oh, what's this? Way isolate cold filtration what's the difference that may or may not add to what percentage of it ends up as uh pure white but i again i'd have to look into that that's what that's why i tend to keep There's, it simple i haven't dug into but it's everything. not going to make significantly enough no, of a difference for no. you any of the like a way isolated is a way isolated is a way isolated there's just for minor... the most part there are different processes and probably minor benefits to to either as in like you may get an extra couple grams of of protein out of the mix I, and again, I'd, I'd have to look more into the product that we are uh, trying but, to tell people to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. No, um, I, I like to, personally, I like to keep it simple. Um, and the simple builds I've made off of that, I've been very, very happy with. And so have everybody else I've pushed that direction. All right. So, so we'll go with the way I isolate and a flavor. I'm yep. excited to try some different flavors, which we're going to order a couple different things. So check it out. It's the website's pretty cool. It's pretty easy. They're all, they're all listed. You can click on any of the names and it brings up more information on it. It tells you what the breakdown, because not all these proteins have the same amount of protein Correct. in them. This one is 27 grams of protein. The way isolates are about 27. And the pea protein is 25. The rice protein is 25 as well. So they're not quite right. 25 grams, but I mean, 25 to 27, you're still doing pretty good. Correct. It's going to so, come down to overall protein for the day. But so check it out and uh, yeah, let us know. Hit us up. But use the code finding my fit at 40. But finding 40 my fit is at 40. Four zero. Yep. Yeah, finding my fit at 40. All right. Sorry. I'm looking at the computer. Let me pull out of here. <laughs> Ugh, so. We appreciate you guys listening. I think we're going to call it. It's been uh, our time's about up here. Yeah. yeah. We had a couple things we want to touch on, but we'll yeah, we're going to bring the questions in. If you guys, if you guys have any oh, specific questions. Um, one of the things. Oh, I do have a question. I'm going to end it like we used to end at the beginning. I'm going to ask you for three moves. So we had a question come in from a listener about uh, she uh, she's older than 40. Right. And she wanted to know what moves, what workouts you would recommend for somebody who's over 40 to get themselves going in the gym. Like what things would work for somebody who's over 40? Is there any difference, variance? Could you give me three good workout moves or what? I guess I'm, you don't have to limit it to three if you have like four or five that you think would be good things for somebody who's over 40 to try to like – get themselves into a gym and what what things should they focus on? Should they not even worry about the gym? Should they just do bands at that point? No, there's there's literally no difference in training uh, based on, on age. There are, the only differences really come down to, to potential recovery time. That's it. So I'm going to recommend a push, a pull, and single leg. It depends. If you're just getting into it, um, if you're in the gym, that's easy enough to, to do uh, bench rest with dumbbells, um, Get yourself a nice little row in there. That's your your horizontal push and pull, uh, lat pull down because you're, you might not be doing pull ups by that point, and overhead press. So you're covering your your vertical and horizontal push to pull, and then single leg stationary lunges. Great startup, just like I've, I've had you do because mm -hmm, it's yeah. not super super taxing, um, and it's a way to really start to build stability in the entire structure of the leg one at a time. Those, those are my, my, if I just had to put it down to three, um, well, that was, that was five, I guess, technically, but, <laughs> uh, so, but, but overall, the overarching answer there is there, there isn't a difference in training. What, what a 20 year old will benefit from resistance training wise, so will a, a 50, 60, even 70 plus year old. It's just a matter of volume, intensity and how often they're they're training for the Just most part. Start it's all light. recovery based at that point. Recovery should be your keyword when it comes to any training program, period. If you're outstripping your recovery, you need to dial it back. If you're instantly recovering, you probably need to step it up a little bit. Got you. 
And start lightweight. That's like, I mean... Correct. Lightweight, controlled, utilize time under tension, as in how long it takes you to get through the rep before just throwing on a ton of weight. And for me, I noticed, like, just learning all of the stuff, learning proper... Yep. Like, it's hard to do it properly when it's so heavy you can... Like, when you're Correct. maxing Correct. yourself. Injury so. scales with load, and your form will start to degrade. Yeah, and so will your muscles, and so will your movement will degrade very much. So when you're really sore in the first couple <laughs> times you do it, yeah. so teach those muscles how to work before you just overload them. That's and right. That's my opinion. That's right. You know. Anyway, we love you guys. I, I hope that answers the question. We really appreciate you listening. It's been awesome to uh, see you guys downloading and checking it out. Please recommend this to a friend if you haven't already. Also, I'm going to say it again. I said it, I think, last week. Be nice to somebody. Oh, please, dear God. It's such a good thing. It's such a great thing. Be nice to somebody. Show them that you care. Be a light. Be a fit light. A fit light. <laughs> and don't be a jerk about fitness because then other people don't want to do it and they think everybody who does fit anything fitness, they're jerks. Right. Because There's we enough jerks out there already. The yeah. Don't be like them. Don't be the average. Be like us. There you go. Be a jerk to other people, not to those people. Correct. Yeah. It's that, a you, okay. jerk circle thing. We know. love you guys. Right. Right, eat a donut. Have a good one. <laughs> this was a very donut-driven podcast. Very donut driven. I mean, yeah, don't eat all the junk food that we talked about. Eat all the good things. Guys, do really well. I had a great week. I'm excited. I really need to get back in the gym. You guys stay motivated. Keep doing the things that you're doing, and you guys are awesome, and you're worth it. Damn right. Get after it.